Yeah, man. So how you been, bro? I've been all right, man. I've been all right. I've been maintaining, you know, dealing with this old crazy 2020. You know, dude, man. dude, I was just thinking about that a minute ago, man. This shit is crazy. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. So, so like it's normal to just wear masks now, right? Um, because I was thinking on the way here, I was like, damn man, I need to get the kids some more masks. Then I was like, man, I should get them some masks with some designs on it. Then I was thinking, what the fuck am I saying? Yeah, man. It's normal just to be like, yeah, yeah, I gotta get some masks. That's the new norm now, bro. You know, it's unbelievable, man. You get all type of mask prints out nowadays. You know, whatever you want. Gotta go with all your shit. Get mask right. prints. Man, they even got mask prints for lingerie. If you try to get your freak on, you can go and get you some masks that match with your lingerie outfit. Get it popping. Damn, they got they got lace masks. Real deal, man. Shoot, they it, got it, it. secret masks. Hey, you, hey, shoot, you gotta capitalize on the moment. You know what I mean? 25. Right in the bin next to the bras, they got a bin of masks. Masks, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Real deal. You getting knockoff Gucci masks and shit. Oh, it's not that I ever been in the Victoria's Seat, like, but you know, every once in a while, you got to walk through when you in high school, be like, you know, holla at somebody. They, Victoria's Secret and Stonestown Shopping Mall has some of the baddest Filipino girls working in there. I'm going to just put that on record right now. Stonestown Galleria Mall in San Francisco around 1995. Hey man, it was great. So it, it, at the at the mall, right? We would go there after school because it was down the street from our high school. Not just our high school, Lincoln. Shout out to Lincoln, Mustangs. Um, but also Lowell was right there. Mercy was across the street, which was an all-girls school. Um, you had St. Ignatius which was right there too. All of those schools, you know what I mean, let out at the, same, at the same time. You got nothing but kids walking around. Plus you got a McDonald's and a food court. Oh right? yeah, that's the spot. You know what I mean? Bro, but when we walked through there. Even R. Kelly knew kids, that McDonald's was the spot. R. Kelly, R. Kelly wouldn't have, yeah, he'd have got away with a few eyes. Mickey D's was his headquarters, bruh. Hey, the 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 dope dealer, the D-boys that would come up there, you know they like about 25, 30 years old. And you see a a, a junior or a senior jumping into they you already know what's happening. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he'd have pulled all kinds of I'm, I'm telling you. Legendary. He'd have had to be careful though, because females from Frisco probably would have had him on tape. Mm. That part. Careful. You'd have to be careful, man. Growing up in the city, you had to be slick. I learned that fast because I was coming from Foster City in San Mateo, man. Not saying it was any slower. It was just different. Like, you didn't see as much stepping out the house as a kid as you did there. Um, but what was it like growing up where you were? Bro, tell everybody where you're from, Tay, because that's, I've had a chance to go back home with you, man. And that was one of the best times I had in my life. Tell everybody where you from, bro. Well, I, uh, I'm i originally from the East Coast. You know, I'm, I'm currently out here in uh, San Diego, California. But yeah, I originated from the East Coast. That's where I was cooked up. Mm. And um, small small little town on the outskirts of Pittsburgh called Farrell, Farrell, PA. It's unbelievable because as I got older, I realized that the area where I was conceived, you would you wouldn't even knew it existed, bro. Like it's literally right on the side of the highway that you pass. 
when you on the 80, making that trip. You know small what I mean? Town. Small it, town. It, it, from the outside and then when you get there, it's like uh, for everybody listening from from the Bay Area, it's like um, it's like it's like West Point. It's like Hunters Point. They got hills. Now I never outside of California, I hadn't been to a place that had hills like that. I, I was in Indianapolis, Georgia, um, you know, different areas, but Pharaoh had hills and fog. I felt at home. <laughs> I was there, I was like, man, this is like Bristol. Yeah, that shit was crazy. That was that was a, a memorable experience, man. I never forget the uh the um the unstableness of that chair that was in that kitchen. Talk about I, that, man. Yeah, Tell that never. story. Man. <laughs> Tell that story. You dig it the most. <laughs> Ooh, yo, man, that, that 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 chair, bro. So. Hey, hey, you you can't. Nah, nah, you got to tell that story now, man. Like you can't just. We can't just skip. The, yeah. It wasn't. The, I don't think the chair was unstable. I think the chair was doing what it was supposed to do. Hey, hey, it, it was just, trying hard, bro. Like it did what I, it could, you know. I think it, it, it could. All chair for the wrong situation. Yeah, bro. So check it. We out there. I'm introducing B to my peoples. You know, we we hopping from spot to spot. We getting it in everywhere we went to. Talking about smoking, drinking, laughs and giggles, all that good shit. Chicken, chicken wings, lemon pepper wings, some of the best lemon pepper wings. So we get to my man's spot. So we all up in there. This is about maybe 15 of us. We deep. We in there having a session. I mean, it's cloudy. Blunts floating around. Passing it, passing it, passing it, passing it. Everybody getting it in. We in the kitchen. You know, my man B, he come in, he sitting down, you know, he... He comfortable and shit, you know? He mingling with the people, everybody loving the West Coast energy that my man is, is giving off to the East Coast. And yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know that the chair that my man was sitting on just didn't have the the strength to go any further, you know? So it, <laughs> it, 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 it pretty much just gave in on my man. And here we got my man B sitting on the ground and shit with the with the chair legs all broken, all four of the legs were broke. Hey man, that chair looked like a baby deer, bro. That that chair gave out like Bambi. That chair was <laughs> like uh, that chair did the splits like a ballerina, man. That that chair was so flexible, it didn't even make sense. Yeah, that shit was hella flexible. We in the kitchen. Everybody cool, everybody chilling. We freaking some blacks, you know what I mean? Smoking some black and mild. And uh, I just knew, I was like, oh man, I'm ready to hit some blacks out here on the East Coast because all he's been talking about is how they freak blacks out here. Uh -huh. And so uh, I'm like, man, nah, they about to hit my black and really be on. And so I know I'm doing a good job. And then, you know how like you be in a chair and all of a sudden, that motherfucker, like, it leaned back a little bit, like, just a little bit, but you don't feel, you're like, whoa, did something move? And before you can even balance yourself, because you're not supposed to, you're in a chair. <laughs> the chair went, like, <laughs> and just snapped. And 
you heard a pause, and then <laughs> everybody crying loud. Man, I had to get up real fast. And <laughs> hey, hey, where should I put this? <laughs> it was all love, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was all love. <laughs> it was like, nah, you just sit on the cooler. It's cool. We'll pull up the cool- like the cooler up to the table. It <laughs> was all love, though. But hey, hey man, hey, shout out to you. shout out to uh, everybody at Pete and Pharaoh, man. Shout out to your family, uh, moms, pops, some of the best. I mean, hospitality wise, um, your right. parents, man, they 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 were some of the most not just hospitable but genuine people. You know when. When you're a stranger in somebody's homes, you know how sometimes, especially going to another black person's house, they want to make sure that house is clean. They want to make sure everything is just right. Uh, everybody's on their best behavior. This kind of like that. Yeah, the house is clean, but then you walk in, you can tell. Don't nobody touch anything anyway. You you just hey, that's a home. You you walking into somebody's home, but then when you meet the parents. Meeting your parents, man, is like, that was like a movie, man. That was like a movie, man, because your mom was like the wild side of you and your pops was like the cool, relaxed, chill side of you. Yeah, and, but I didn't, I expected the opposite. I expected your mom to be real chill and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> and, your, and your pops... <laughs> To be the wild one. <laughs> but when I met your pops, man, your pops was like, yeah, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Tell me about it, your man. Bro, your pops is like a Billy D, man. Your pops is like, shit, all he does is watch cars and laugh. Hey, That's it. Pops was too chill, man. You know, like he had his uh, routine every day after he got off work. He had to take a shot. And drink a uh, bottle of Heineken just before he could take his shoes off when he got to the crib. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. You know what I mean? Just to wind down. And you're right. You're right. Growing up in that household, shit, it was like a movie shit. You know what I mean? I would have front row seats. You know what I mean? Sometimes I didn't even feel like I was a part of the movie. I was more like a, a fan in the stands watching the shit my damn stuff. You got to keep in mind, these was the 80s, you know? The 80s right. was crazy times, man. So Crazy times. Crazy. What, what, hey, what did you, what, at what age, did you ever, did you take the bus to school? Did you walk to school? How, how did you get to school? I used to, it's funny, bro, because I, I would I would take the bus on occasions, but then I would I would uh, tag along with my older sister when we went to school. So I never, I've never taken a public bus until I was a grown ass man. That's a whole nother story. But that was the first only time I've taken a, a public bus. Now I've taken a uh, school bus up until the age of, uh, I think maybe five or six. But I ain't really fuck with the school bus cause shit, it was a time where I fell asleep on the bus and I fucked around and got left on the bus for hours and shit. And when I on woke the, up on the school on bus. The public bus? No, on the, the school, school bus? bus. Yeah, bro. I was in elementary school. And oh. the damn bus driver, 
I fell asleep on the bus and the bus driver left me there. Him and all the damn punk ass kids in my class. They left me sleep on the bus. And when I woke up, it was 10 o'clock in the morning. Wow. You know what I mean? Luckily, I was... He uh, took you back to the garage and just, and just parked it. Oh, bro. I was, it was crazy as hell. Luckily, I knew where I was at, where 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 the uh, bus was parked. And I got out and went to the payphone. You heard me. The payphone. I had two quarters in my pocket. Put one of them joints in and called my auntie. And she came in. <laughs> <laughs> You gave me pick me up, bro. Real talk, man. That's a true story. How, how old were you, man? Man, I, I was shoot. Like I said, I was in fucking elementary school, yo. So I was like maybe it was, this was like maybe first, second grade. So I don't know wow. how old you in, in the first, second grade. But you in single Survivor. digits, right? Or maybe I don't know, maybe ten, maybe. No, first grade. You, you had to have been like maybe seven. Seven, eight? Seven, eight, that's how it is? Yeah, seven? I was young, bro. Eight, seven? Because, oh, no. uh, yeah, man, I think five is like uh, pre-K, and then six, K, seven, first, eight, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'll be up, bro. That's deep, bro. Yeah, Survival instincts kicking in like that. Like a motherfucker. You a phone booth, took two the fact that you even had two quarters, if you had not had those two quarters, do you know what you would have done? Yeah, I would have walked to my grandma's house. I would have yeah. walked straight to my grandmother's house. She literally, at the time where I was located, I remember that was my next option because she literally stayed like maybe four blocks from where I was. Right. And I was going right. to skate it right to her house. That's exactly what I was going to do. But instinct made you, and that's probably better because anything could happen within those four blocks. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, I was so focused on getting to school. That was my main priority, you know what I mean? Shoot, I'm supposed to be in school. So my first thought was, shoot, let me contact my auntie. Cause my auntie worked for the school that I was going to. She worked in the, in the office. So that was my first instinct. Let me call her and say she come and pick me up. And that's what happened. You brought up something that was interesting, man. Like in the eighties, we had a lot of different worries uh, than, than kids do now, man. Like not saying that we had it any better or that we were tougher. We just had different worries, like um, like 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 serial killers and shit. Like when, when, in, in San Francisco, bro, we we had the Night Stalker, um, Richard Ramirez, right, and. I remember we lived in the hate district of San Francisco, which is like hippies and what is known for and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, this is like around kindergarten. And it was me walking to school with the downstairs neighbors who was in, I think, maybe first. And then his older brother was in third grade or something like that, fourth grade. And we would walk three blocks to school, but we would have to cross Hate Street. And the, the big worry was don't talk to strangers because they might one of them might be the night stalker. Mm. And uh and and you wouldn't think that you, you know, nowadays if there's a serial killer in the neighborhood or in the city, you would send your kid in the kindergarten walking to school with two other kids in elementary school by themselves. You you know, you wouldn't think that. 
Yeah, right. But here we are not only doing it, but terrified as shit doing it. We, bro, I can't tell you, like, we, we walked out one day and this dude was in the car. He's sitting in the car across the street from the apartment. And he's like, hey, hey, come here. And the older dude, I think his name was, was Lemuel. 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 I think Lemuel. Wait, what yeah, the? What it was. Wait, what the? What kind of name is that, bro? Hold that's up, what his name was. That's what that his name was. Hold up, bro. His name. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the fuck <laughs> up, bro. What the hell? Say that. I can't even repeat the name I just heard. Say that hey, shit again. Hey. Shout out to Lemuel and Mikey. Lemuel. <laughs> And Mikey, and they named the oldest son Lemuel, and they said, fuck it. Name the last one Mikey. Yeah, you got that shit right, because motherfuckers was having a hard time with that one. It was Lemuel and Mikey. Lemuel was the oldest, and he was like, nah, nah, we shouldn't do it. And Mikey was like, man, we should go over there. I was like, come on, let's go. And the guy was like, a young white dude, and he had like a yellow hatchback. And he called us over to the car. He gets out the car and he walks over to the other side, the passenger side. We cross the street. And already we're fucking up because we weren't supposed to cross the street uh, outside the crosswalk. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so my heart is already racing, but this shit is exciting. Damn. So we get to the we get to the sidewalk and he opens up the door and he's like, he's like, hey, you want to make some money? And we're like, we're like, yeah. He said, I'll give each of you five dollars. And um, all you got to do is pass out these phone books. And he gave us these stacks of yellow pages. And so we were like, all right. So he gives us the money. He pulls out these three stacks of phone books. And and then he skates off. And then Lemuel and Mikey are Jehovah Witnesses, right? Which at the time, I didn't know what that meant. So they're like, all right, let's go pass these out. I'm like, man, I'm about to go to the pet store. They're like, no, nah, man, we got to pass these phone books out. I was like, I'm passing them out on the way to the pet store. And so <laughs> they went to pass them out up the block. I walked down the block towards the pet store, left the stack of phone books on the corner, went and bought me a hamster. No lie. <laughs> bro, I'm in kindergarten, bro. I'm in kindergarten, bro. In the hate. Night Stalker is out there, Tay. <laughs> I could have just been kidnapped and everything. I went, I, I sprayed that shit. Let me hear what you got to say. <sighs> Took that five dollars and went and bought me a hamster. And the hamster said, "Fuck them bugs." Named that hamster Pinky because it was a girl and she was white with a pink nose, and that was Fonzie's girlfriend. And Fonzie was the coolest to me. Shout out to Fonzie. Shout out Henry, Henry Winkler, iconic character in television history. And damn, I'm gonna tell that story of Pinky and Fonzie, the two hamsters that I had in, in kindergarten later on a later episode, bro. But it ended tragically for them, bro. Hey, that's that's wild because you brought up a good point. Like we didn't because we didn't have all this technology like like these kids. Are blessed with nowadays that you could just no, access pussy by a finger, just push one nope. finger button and you can see as much pussy as you want. We didn't we have had that to the motherfucking beta or the VHS from underneath the bed or in the closet or in the shoebox. It's unbelievable. And, 
and pop it in and watch what the time was before it started playing and then rewind it back to get as close to that time as possible so they wouldn't know we were watching the tape. Hey, think about what that, think about that though, man. That right there was a good lesson in how to develop a chess thinking mind. And we didn't even know it. We had to go through all of those stages thinking ahead just to prevent from being caught from being able to see the normal acts of life. Espionage, spawn. We were learning how to be unfaithful. Unbelievable. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. It was boot camp. We were going through boot camp and not even realizing it. Hell yeah, we were learning how to be secretive and how to keep shit from people. Damn. Nowadays, it's total opposite. Ain't nothing secret. Everything has to be out there. That's man. Wild. So, so when did you when did you move from the East Coast to the Midwest? So so check it. So that was a very interesting part of my life when I when I moved from the East Coast to the Midwest because it was right at my peak years. I was uh it was ninety four. That was the year. I moved, and at that time I was 13, going on 14, right in the peak years, you know. And right, it was Indiana was so rare to me that when my parents told me that I would be moving to Fort Wayne, Indiana, I had no clue what the hell that was or where it was. So I was very, very, very resentful for wanting to relocate from where I currently was, you know, because I was already the the dude but I was developing into that one you know the females was on me I was the man you know winning a couple championships in sports athletic getting around doing me and then all of a sudden my parents talking about we gotta relocate wow you know like that shit was tragic it was tragic bruh but it turned out to be the best thing for me though but I couldn't see that at the time because my mind wasn't wasn't developed into this mature man that I am today. Was, right. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't see the future. You know what I mean? I couldn't I see it. Exactly. 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 But hey, yeah. man, so what do you, so do you think it, it made you, it, 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 it formed you, it kind of made you stronger at that time? At that time, what did that move do for you? At Being the, 13, 14. What it did, what it did for me and I didn't realize it, it was answering questions that I had personally as I would see things in life. Like what I mean by that is for years I would look at my aunt. I had I have an auntie that would travel. She would move and just bounce around, relocate, you know, just at the drop of a dime. And I, as that child mind that I had, I would see her and be so fascinated because one year she'd be living in Chicago. Then the next year she'd be living down the street from me. Then another year she'd be living in, in Pittsburgh about an hour from me. You know what I mean? And then another year she'd be in, in a totally different state. And I used to think that was like amazing. So when I had to relocate, that was my introduction to having to get adjusted to the un to the unnorm, you know what I'm saying? Having to readjust yeah. myself. And at the time it was very uncomfortable because I was a, a, a tadpole in a in an ocean and I didn't really know what to expect. So I was real rebellious and, and uh, resentful 
and angry at my parents for making this decision to the point where I started to do wild shit like steal cars and and you know what I mean and just live reckless all because I wanted to go back to where I was should I even ran away and went back to where I was just so I wouldn't have to live in Indiana I hated Indiana what <laughs> 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 Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when you first got to Fort Wayne, you hated it? Man, when I first got to Fort Wayne, I hated Indiana. I hated Indiana so much that I that I ran away. I took the Amtrak back to PA without my yeah. parents knowing, bro. And, and they found out when I was in the town. Because I had, I had popped up in town and people was talking like, talking like, where Dante at? Where Dante at? Where does he at? And my people, my grandma and all that was like, what are you talking about? He don't live here no more. He's in Indiana. And they was like, no, nah, he, he's here. That type of shit. And word got around and I was in town because my parents and them was looking for me. They didn't know where the hell I was. And they, had, they found out that I was out there. And my pops came, drove <clears throat> back to PA and came and scooped me up and took me back. Yeah, I was shit, bro. I was determined to get away from Indiana. I did not want to hey, be there. What, what was that? What was that like getting back to the house? What was that like? Uh, not to get all in y'all business. Man, business. shit. What do you mean? What it was like? That motherfucker chewed my ass out for five hours, bro. I wouldn't want to be on your parents' bad side, man. Yo, that's, that's I was like too. At those... that point, at that point, I was too. I was too uh, mature and big to get an ass whooping. You know what I mean? Like, my pops wasn't going to whoop my ass at that point. But there was other ways for them to punish me. You know what I mean? Like, take shit away from me, not not give me shit. You know, not only that, like I said, I wasn't from Indiana, so I got to depend on my parents for everything. I got to depend on them for, for rides everywhere. You know what I'm saying? At this time in my life, I ain't have, I didn't even have a permit or none of that shit. So if I wanted to go anywhere, I had to depend on them to, to pick me up. You know what I'm saying? Drop me off. Like if I mess around and got with girls, I would have to use my dad to give me rides because my mom wasn't helping me out whenever a female was involved. Cause she was she just did not like females. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm laughing because I know, I know, um, I know the reason. But please, man. Uh for everybody that that doesn't know, Tay is the only boy in the family. He's he's uh, the middle child, and the oldest and the youngest are girls. So his mom is super protective over him. Any <laughs> super super? That ain't even the word. It 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 got to be something bigger than that. But yeah, you got it. Bro, it, 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 it would take a mighty strong, I mean, I, I don't even think strong is the word, but this woman would have to have a backbone of steel uh, to be able to, she would just have to be on her J.O., I would say that, to, for your mom to, to chill yeah, man. and relax. She would have to be on her J.O. And shout out to your wife, man, because y'all been doing it for a minute, so she yeah, must be man. on her J.O. Hey, real deal, dude. My mom's ain't play, man. <laughs> she did not play. Like, my pops was all for it. You know, like, he was, he didn't give me none of the talks. Like, he didn't tell me nothing about the birds and the bees, none of that shit. He didn't give me none of those talks. 
But he was always for it. You know what I mean? Like if I, <clears throat> if whenever I came home and I said I needed to go over a female's house or I got a female's number or if there was somebody that he knew whose who's, uh, daughters or whatever thought I was attractive, he had no problem being the middleman and plugging me and being the, being my chauffeur, getting me to and from. You know what I mean? But my mom, right, right. yeah, she definitely wasn't with that shit. She, she <laughs> would literally cuss out girls that called the house. Like, no she question. She was not going to contribute. Like, she, like, literally, if, if a female called the house when I was in school, it, they would think I didn't live there because she would be on some, who the hell is this? Nah, he don't live here. Don't call here no more. Click up. Hang up on your ass. Talk. Hey, that, that's that's kind of that's kind of it. That, bro. So let me let me let me ask you, like, just uh, um, hypothetically, if if your mom had been a single mom, right? Let's say your pops wasn't in the picture at all. Yeah. Do you, how do you think your what do you think your trajectory would have been, or had it would it have been any different, um, uh, because of that? I think it would. I think it would have been the same because, in a, in a sense, <clears throat> it's weird. In a sense, my mom and my pops they were together, but they weren't together. Like there was periods in our in my life of of being raised by them where they didn't stay in the same household. So I was always my mom's pride and joy. You know, what I mean, she's always in my opinion, treated me as if she was a single parent because there was plenty of times where I remember my mom having her spot and my pops having his spot. Now, there was times, like I said, I also remember when we came together and we was all staying together. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. My pops was in my life the whole time, but in the beginning from my earliest memory, he would stay at my mom's house, but he also had his crib too. You know what I mean? So he wasn't like permanently at the spot until we eventually got a house, and that was temporary. And then we branched out to Indiana. Did they? Then they got back. But yeah, you I, would never, you could never tell that they ever spent the day apart, or that any of y'all ever spent the day apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, like they the, divorced now. Shit, they spend goddamn years apart. Shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker to the songs part down, man. Yeah, they, God damn. They, you should not be laughing at that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all fucking parents, bro. Hey, if I'm hey, laughing, shout out to Mr. Hey man, shout out to Mr. Man. Shout Mr. out to Mr. Mr. Pop. I love y'all. Uh, man, I love y'all a lot, man. Oh God, man, Fort Wayne. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Hey. Hey, but that's life, bro. <laughs> Tina Turner, Wayne. bro. What's love got to do with it? Fort Wayne. That's my wife's some, favorite movie. The 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 burgers that we had. Um, I forget what we powers, what we bro. We, we left the club or something, and we were like, I know I was I was drunk, and 
you were like, oh man, we gotta, or oh, I think it was, oh, no, it was you. You're like, oh, we gotta take B to Powers. And O was like, yeah, let's go to Powers. So we jumped in the car, I'm like, I don't know, you know, go downtown and it's this little spot, this little fuck hole in the wall looking, look like a, a studio apartment with a window. It's like open, like a diner type thing, like a door with a window and then these little, like you can see in, but it's like the windows are old as shit. Like you just know it's been there for hella long. Bruh, the dude that worked, it was only a cook. It was only one chef behind the thing. It was, it was shit was magical. It, and he looked like Machete. What's his name? Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> he looked like Danny Trejo. And he was just smashing these bird blood. It smelled so good in there. Bro, Powers Burgers, Tay. The bomb. Classic. This shit's so good. I'm still trying to get my mom to ship me out a, a whole, like a dozen of them bitches. She won't they do don't it. even. They don't even make French fries. Nope. French fries isn't even on the menu. Nope. It's burgers and chili and cake and pie. I don't, coffee. I don't know where anybody else would. <clears throat> you got the chili and the burgers, man. Burgers taste better than White Castles. Burgers is killing White Castle, bro. It, White Castle, because they also grill the onion. People, mm-hmm. And I don't even like shoe, They shoestring slice the onions and then grill the onions right there with the burgers. And these are like slider, smash slider. I was um, surprised uh, Bourdain, rest in peace, um, um, uh, exotic food, like all of those food channels and shows never went to powers. That's a good question, man, because you're right. You would have thought, because that falls under the category of the typical that he'd be going to those little side areas that's local, but that'd be popping yeah, that people don't know about. Man. Yeah, right, right. I, 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 uh, I'd even emailed somebody. I remember one time, like, man, you should go to Powers. Not emailed, uh, put it on their post or feed or something like that. Um, I was chosen for Powers too, man. I was thinking, like, man, I got enough. If ever I get enough money, man, one day, man, watch, watch, watch man, what? I'm fly out to uh, Fort Wayne. I'ma just, I'ma just, I'ma just give me, I'ma just, I'ma just get the whole restaurant. Fuck it. I'ma get the whole restaurant and put it in the basement. Fuck. It. Fuck man, it. dude, I'm telling you, man. I gotta figure out a way to try to and try to get one of them shits on the West Coast. Uh, hey, we'll talk after this. Yes, sir. Because I came up with a whole plan for that. Yeah. We'll talk after that. I came up. I'm telling you, man, this went deep with me. That's what I'm talking you, you about. No, you had no idea that how much that changed my life. Going to going to Powers and, and, and having a burger, man. Because every we went to Fort Wayne, it was a, it was imperative that we went to Powers. Got to you got to go there. If you don't go to Fort Wayne and uh, miss out on Powers, then something is wrong, and you have to go. There's multiple locations there, too, man. There's at least three of them, if I'm not mistaken. I know for a fact there's two, but I always go to the one. That one I took you to, that's the main one I go to. That's the one. That It's always the main one. Always. You always got to go to the shout-out Lil' Lucas in San Bruno because the main one, the one that looks like the little house, 
is the one you gotta go to. Got to. Other one is cool, but you gotta go to the main one, the little house. Got to. That's that's the oldest one too. That's the one that's been standing the longest. That's like the headquarters. For anyone who knows yep. about it, they okay, go there. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I I I can still taste that shit. When you leave powers, the smell of the onions stays stays in your clothes until you wash them again. Yes, sir. That's a fact. That is a fact. That's love. That's that love. Love you take home with you. Hey, Tay, how, how long have you um how long have you been in California? Bruh. 15. 15 years. Damn. 15 years, bruh. So you're 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 I'm you West Coast, from, man. Uh, Farrell, Pennsylvania to Fort Wayne to California. West Coast living. I done lived on the East Coast. I done lived in the Midwest. Now I'm living on the West Coast. Yes, sir, brother. That is a fact. It's like you're moving in one direction, man. What, what's next? Hey, shoot. Hey, next is the ocean shit for what it looks like. <laughs> 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 I just build my own man-made island and shit. You know, I can't go too much further. I'm as wet as up a goat. I don't speak Spanish, so I can't be crossing the border and shit. They got COVID and popping I'm good, man. You know, I hey, can't man, go no I'm, further. I've always been fascinated by people that um that move away from home and can uh stand on their own or hold it down. You know what I mean? It it's always been Especially, especially moving around in America, um, you know, it's like you're trading one oppression for another, depending on where you go. Yeah. And and um, and it's it's just it's I just been I I just marvel at that because um, I didn't always appreciate it. Like uh, I've always moved around a lot, and I've known people that never moved around like literally born raised died boom right here several generations mm-hmm. right here grew up and died in this house we fucking eight dogs buried in the backyard all of them with the same name type yep. shit and that is something that I've never experienced in my life don't know what it is don't have a clue but, right exactly but then when people hear my story they're like damn five high schools you went you changed for high schools five times in four years? Like, yeah, that's I got a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, so I, I I as as I get older, man, I'm 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 looking at it like, wait, 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 wait. That's pretty that's pretty hard to do because um that means picking up and starting fresh each time. You know what I mean? How 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 is that? changed over the years like picking up and start from the time you were 13 or 14 going to indiana from from feral to now being a, an adult going from indiana to the west coast and then being out here for so long like how has that shit been it, uh, it, it has gotten extremely easier you know what i mean each time you do it like with anything you know what i mean the first time is always going to be the hardest because it's something new you never experienced you know what i mean Fresh lands never been stepped on, so you, you gotta fill fill out the environment. But the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know. Like I can honestly say when I first moved 
to Indiana. That was my first real move. You know, like I had a little small move from moving from the project with just my mom to me, my mom and my dad moving into a house. That was a little small move. I was still in the same neighborhood, but I was just, uh, we were just moving up, you know what I'm saying? But when we moved out of the neighborhood and moved to a completely different state, that right there was the shocker. That's how I told you I reacted the way I did from running away from home and stealing cars and getting involved with the wrong group of people. But through that transition Mm. of me going through that, just realizing that, okay, I can't fight this. I have to weigh it out until I'm of age in order and able to make decisions for myself. To me understanding that, that's when I started to uh, mentally evolve into a more mature individual and being able to accept change so drastically and learning, okay, this is just a part of life. Because I don't like Indiana. Like I told you, when I first moved there, mm. I was planning on getting out of there from the beginning. So the right. fact that right. I moved there and I realized that I can't make these changes that I want for myself right now because I'm too young and I got to weigh it out. That that whole little process from 15 to 18 was when I really got developed enough to that gave me the... The, the, the fearlessness to go off to college and move away from home, move out to college to eventually moving out here to the West Coast. Something that a lot of people, like how you said, will look at our stories and wonder, wow, how are you able to move like this? But like, right. I, you know what I mean? Like I was saying from the beginning as an early child, watching my auntie and being amazed not knowing that I was, in a sense, looking at my future through her eyes and not realizing mm. That's deep. Deep shit, That's bro. That's deep, man. Yeah, it, 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 even, it, it, it's, I mean, the fact that you can even um, look at it from that perspective and, uh, and recognize that, it gives you a certain leverage, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, definitely. So, so um originally we were gonna do we were gonna have you and Adonis on. Adonis is uh, um is your partner and also my brother um on tonight. Um we could not get Adonis on uh tonight and I don't know if he will sign on, but um we can also set that up for a later podcast. <clears throat> but Tell me about Take Flight. Uh, from my understanding, that's something, that's one of your adventures. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Take Flight. Tell, tell, tell me, man, tell me, tell us. I'm going to say tell us because one of the things that you were able to do when you came out to California, before you came out to California, was graduate from college. Correct. Um, <clears throat> after graduating from college, you get to California. Um, I'm assuming you you start looking for work. Um, what was the plan? So, and, and, and what was the plan? And then, you know, how did it? How did you arrive to take flight? How did that come about? Okay, so I can give you the short story or the long story. Man, we got time, man. All right, so check <laughs> Take it. your time, man. So this is what happened. <clears throat> I moved out here with a plan. You know, work-wise, career-wise, I um, when I was in college, I was working for Enterprise. That was one of many jobs that I had 
while I was in college. And mm-hmm. I used that platform to get me to California career-wise without having to depend on searching for work. So I literally put a transfer in <clears throat> with Enterprise rent card to the West Coast. And that's how I started working. But when I got out here, I started noticing the hours, you know, was a little hectic with with uh, not enough compensation. So I started looking in other areas as far as work. And I, I uh, branched out and got a job working for this uh this entertainment company. It was an awesome job. The job was awesome. Only downfall is that it was only in one location. And I had met my wife at the time, which was my girl, and she didn't stay where I was living. So I had to relocate. And when I relocated, that's when I had got into um, the hospitality, which felt kind of in my in my uh, degree as well, but not more so than the job that I had before I came. Now, by me going through that journey, that's what what, uh, took me through a whole bunch of uh, ups and downs, rocky roads, and unfair treatment in trying to grow within the career of the hospitality industry. Now, now going from one hotel to another hotel to eventually uh, being laid off a couple times to getting jobs working at the border to seeing a whole bunch of unfairness going on to the point where eventually I just said, fuck it, I need to invest in myself before anything in order for me to find the happiness that I'm looking for. And so mm-hmm. that was the birth of Take Flight. <clears throat> now, and, what, and what is Take Flight? Take Flight is a combination of things. My name is Dante but I go by Tay. That's where the Tay comes in. Now, the K, well, it's spelled, well, let me, let me rewind. It's spelled T-A-Y-K-F-L-I-G-H-T. So, the Tay is me. The K stands for king or <clears throat> Tay King. If you look at that together, the T-A-Y with the K, and use that K as a king. Got it. Got it. You see what I'm saying? That's D. And flight. Or you can just read it as it is. Take flight with just the K. But the K stands for king. You see what I'm saying? So that's where take flight comes in. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and what is what is what is what is that about? What, and, what is the so Take Flight is pretty much a, a, a custom apparel company that I have where I pretty much can custom make anything in regards to clothing wise, ranging from hats to, to sweaters, any tops to bottoms to now, as we were mentioning in the beginning. The mask wear. I have a variety of masks ranging from the the average face mask to the cover all your entire face winter winter uh, edition mask for those that live on the east coast that have to deal with the snow weather. What? Yeah. So 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 if I have a logo, you can put my logo on the mask. Most definitely. 
Most wow. definitely. I can custom make anything. I can custom make any idea that you have on your mind, in your mind, for the future, anything you can think of, you throw it my way and I will custom make it for you. However and you'll you make like it safe flight. Correct. Got the boys taking flight. So if I'm like, hey man, I got these um I got these Tim's. Can you put the skyline of Frisco on the back of these Tim's for me? You could do that. On the back of your Tim? Yeah. No. No, that, I, I, I can't put that on the back of the Tim. No, it ain't it ain't um custom like that as far as like with the Timberland shoes. The material is 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 different for what my what my uh, company does. I don't deal with putting the uh, customization on actual shoes, but oh, okay. everything else except for shoes. Shoes is one I can do shoes, but it won't come out the way that I would prefer it to come out. So I I just don't advertise that part because I would like it a certain way. I can custom make oh, shoes. Okay. But I can't custom make them the way certain people would like. Not at this moment. But that is to come. Got you. But like clothing, um, um, uh, uh, hats, um, like Pretty somebody much anything brought... besides the shoes. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. So, bro, so, so take flight uh, or taking flight. Um, take flight. Take you, you said it right. Flight. Take flight. Yeah, there you go take flight man like that's that's such a dope concept to take something elevated and then and and that's the whole name in itself um are, are you in a in a place where you can where you can share with other people especially like other uh young black entrepreneurs um that are looking to get started or something like that can you share with them some tips and advice on how to kind of like push back. Cause it sounds like what you were doing was you were in the hospitality industry. And at some point, like you were saying, you you ran towards your, your dreams. Can you share with them how to break past or how to see past maybe their nine to five or current situation and just push for it, go for it? Yeah, the, 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 first, the first advice I will give any entrepreneur in the making is to never give up on your dreams. That's first and foremost. Never give up on your dreams. Use the the um, the job or the nine to five as a stepping stone to get you to where you want to be. Never never close the the dream. Never never stop thinking about that because you won't be able to get it get to where you're going. Never give up because if you stop before you make it to where your goal is, then you stop literally right where you don't want to be. So keep that in mind, never give up. And always do your research. Always do your research. It's it's always best to uh, invest in like a lawyer if possible in order to protect your, your business from possible people trying to scam you and trying to capitalize on your idea. So always invest in a lawyer if possible. You can um, legal zoom. That's a good company that you can mm-hmm. use that can get information from. 
and they will um, provide you with with uh, the proper information and questioning that you can have or need to ask. You can ask a professional lawyer and they will be able to answer all those for you to get you started. And always, um, if you have a good idea, you know, it's best that you protect it. So get a trademark. That will help you out a lot. It will protect you from, like I said, once again, the people out here trying to steal your your, your, uh, your successful idea. Your thunder, man. Your yeah, thunder, exactly. Yeah. You know, so they, they, you you got some of those folks that would do that too. Man. You know what I mean? And, oh. and, and, and you and you brought up something good, which is uh, protecting yourself, um, because of, like a lot of people, we are really driven and really happy to get an idea out there or to work with somebody um and then we find that we put our our trust in the wrong hands or we just weren't careful enough exactly have you uh, have you come across any of those um experiences you know what i mean where 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 maybe you were it was like i i gotta learn from this or i gotta get better at this kind of thing yeah yeah there's um there was a, a situation like in the beginning, but luckily it was a, a transaction within family. But even within family, they can um, they can do you dirty the most because they're the closest to you. But fortunately, in my situation, it didn't turn out that way. But it looked like it was going to be one of those situations. And what I'm saying is, if you're going to do business with anybody, it's business. I don't care if it's a yeah. family member, a friend. If you're doing business, keep in mind that it's business, nothing personal. So with that being said, if you are conducting business with a, a, a family member or a friend, treat them as if they were a stranger doing business with you and wanted to take part of what you got. And meaning that is get an invoice and have them pay you before you complete purchases and things of that nature and don't go off of that's my homie, that's my friend, that's my family mm-hmm. member. They'll get it, they'll take care of me because that right there can put you and whomever you're doing business with in a real messed up situation. So my advice to all the newcomers and all the entrepreneurs that are starting their business, treat every transaction as if it's business and nothing personal because that will save you from a lot of heartache and broken relationships in the future facts major major facts major facts man how, how you feeling these days bro how's the mind how's the body hey my my mind is is it, it's developing pretty well man because the 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 gift and the curse of this 2020 is that unfortunately with the career that i'm currently in i'm a frontline worker so unfortunately i wasn't able to have time off during this pandemic to the point where I have been forced to have to adjust to this crazy time. And it has been a blessing within the curse because that has allowed me to continue to have money come in consistently. And it has kept my mind moving to the point where it hasn't allowed me to stay stable and focus so much on the crazy times. Because I've heard that if you're not working, especially in these times, a lot of people are, are kind of going crazy in a sense, not really knowing what to do with their time that normally was taken up by work. But the fact that they got so much free time nowadays and 
worried about where's where the next paycheck is going to come in at. You know that that um, I look at those things and and take them as blessings. The fact that I still have work, right, right. You know what I'm saying. And throughout this time, it, it I've pretty much adjusted my mind to the current condition. So I, I'm 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 pretty good, man. My um, my main concern now is figuring out when and where I can get picked back up on my uh, my workout routine because it's not safe to work out in gyms no more. In my opinion. Oh man. Oh man. I was I had just uh I think I had just opened uh I started a reopen my, my Planet Fitness membership, I think, in uh February. And I was going at it, man. I was going good, boy. And um and I was also working at an elementary school, man. And uh then this news started breaking about, you know, it being contagious and you know, but it wasn't as serious as it was. It was just big out in China, and then, um, and then I started feeling fun. Man, one of the kids came up to me, bro, and and and, and sneezed like Mr. Barrett. <laughs> such such did something to me, and then I was like, oh, bro, like this is not safe. And then I think, uh, like later that night, I started feeling like. Maybe my allergies or something was bothering me. So I called in the next morning, man. I was like, hey, I think I'm having symptoms. (laughs) 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 I had to be sure, man, because listen, uh, at the time you didn't know. Right? Yeah. So I'm going off of early information. They're like, yeah, if you experiencing any flu symptoms, I'm like, well shit, man, I feel sweaty. I feel feel like I got my throat is all messed up. I'm like, man, I kid sneezed on me. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and so I called the next day. I said, hey man, I think I'm having symptoms. They said, oh, it's very, yo, if you're having symptoms, you better quarantine. I said, yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Bruh, I, I I think I, I don't know. I think I was just having allergies. Hey, but that's what it does, though, man. You know, on some all jokes aside, that's what this pandemic has done to to us. You know, to the point where you can't even cough in public without feeling some type of way yourself. You know, you want to apologize to everybody and shit. Um, Yo, so. you ever be you ever be smoking? or hitting a blunt or hitting something and then you forget and then you cough and you're like oh shit and then you're like fuck why is my throat burning bro and you're like oh you, has that ever happened in the beginning bro when the shit first popped off and they started naming off that them symptoms and all of that i did i felt that way you know what i mean me and the wife we both felt that way to the point where we went and got uh, what is it? The, what did they? What did they? The mama. We went and got two different kinds. We got a baby version and an adult version. We was <laughs> testing ourselves every day before we walked in the house, man. Like we, any type of cough that we had, we were looking at each other like, oh shit, six feet, goddammit, six feet. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. It's like the new. It's like yeah. It's like the new norm now. You know, it, it's. Yeah, it is um, the new norm. 
Hey, so so let me ask you too, man. Like, um, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap up soon. Um, but um when when everything when everything broke the way it did, um, I think maybe like what was that, 20 2014 or something like that with uh 2013 with um with Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um did that did that uh did that do anything for you as far as feeling vulnerable out here? It I wasn't far as I, noticing or re, or realizing that that something is something is happening or something is kicking up and then with the whole um Christopher Dorner thing, because I know that happened down in Southern Cali too. Not in San Diego, but like a little ways up the way, like all of this tension with police. Did that yeah. did that have the effect on you being out here in California, man? To be honest, nah, the, black man, as a black man, you know, like you said, the black man in America, by that point in my life, I wasn't it wasn't a shocker to me. You know what I mean? None of that stuff was a shocker to me. The shocker to me was the fact that Zimmerman is still walking around freely. Now, what I mean freely is no one from our own people have taken him out or done anything to him to the point where he's signing Skittles autographs and shit. That type mm. of that right there is what's shocking to me. You know what I mean? The fact that he got that uh, Trayvon got popped by that by that dude, that wasn't a shocker to me. I wasn't shocked at that because you got to keep in mind we already done seen Rodney King. You know? We already done seen him on tape getting, getting his ass whooped. So, to hear that Trayvon got popped, that wasn't a, a shocker to me. You know what I mean? Because think as, an Amer- as a black man in America, this is the way we live. This is normal. We just have to look past it in order to to take to put one foot in the other and keep moving on on a day-to-day basis. But the reality of it is that we've always been the number one target when it comes to somebody getting injustice or somebody getting their lives taken for no justifiable reason. This is something that isn't it isn't no it isn't nothing new. So the fact that society as a whole are now starting to one to quote unquote wake up in the sense that say that it's wrong, you know what I mean? In my opinion, is okay, I'm glad that the change is happening, but in a sense, it's like, man, y'all, this shit ain't nothing new. It's always been here. Most definitely. You know Most what I mean? Definitely. It's always been here. Always. You know? And that Christopher Dorner, bro, the fact that he did what he did, she, that was, and it's sad that that's what it took, and he was looked at as a, uh, was it a, uh, um, and the right and right to do, you know what I mean? But they crazy. yeah, they try to portray him out as a mentally crazy person when in reality we we may not have been there to know and see exactly what he saw, but we or I mean we, I'm talking about as uh the um minority quote unquote African Americans, we knew there was a big ass question mark behind that whole story. So whatever, however they was portraying him out to be mentally crazy and all that, we knew to this day, we know that that was some BS. There's a whole lot more to that for that man to do what he did. And for it to even have that that outcome that it did. 
any anybody. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. They, they, you just knew they weren't gonna let him live, man. You knew you, it. You just knew that. You knew it. I mean, you you got people that will shoot up a church, um, with an assault rifle. You have people that will blow up a building and kill innocent children. But don't let there be a black man that's killing police and talking about corruption and um, naming people. Like that person has to die. You know what I mean? It's there's no question. You got him cornered in a building. Why blow it up? Why? No need. And from what I was told, wasn't there like um, leaked like uh, audio of them uh, being contradicted from what they were putting out to the public and from what they were saying, thinking nobody was hearing? Bro, I, you know what? I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, look that up. Because if I'm not mistaken, I never, I never even heard about leaked audio. Yeah, what? Yeah, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, if you look that up, there's some audio out there with some leaked audio of the officer saying, "Just let that shit burn, burn that motherfucker down, burn him in there, burn that shit down, or some shit like that." Oh uh, yeah, I, no, I, I wouldn't. Even, yeah, now I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't put it past. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. And, and shout out to the Trayvon Martin family. Um, yeah, man. Or that subject or anything. Uh, shout out to all the families, everybody that uh, lost loved ones to police. Shout out to my family that lost loved ones to police, man. Real deal. Everybody who who has suffered at the hands of somebody that was supposed to protect you. Uh, hey, man, we got to end it on a positive note, bro. How, man? Um, I wanna. Uh, I want to say thank you, man, because um, I had an experience with you that uh, that I, I think about a lot, um, and and this experience, man, it it, it showed me something. It, it it told me something, not just about um, you, but about myself. You know what I mean? It, it 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 told me something about about us, man. It, and and I'm I'm happy that we had this experience, bro. Um, we were in Cali, and uh, we were in Cali, and we had went to my grandmother's house. And she was making a dinner. And uh, I didn't know what she was making. She knows what my favorite is. But she also knew I was bringing company, which was you and Otis and Darren, I think. Was it all of us? Or was it just me, you, and Darren? It was me, you, and Darren. Uh, oh, Otis, Otis didn't come. Otis did come, didn't he? He did come, but then he had to leave or something, right? Otis, oh, remember uh, the time when Otis came, Cletus had picked us up in the limo, and he was tripping out, looking at the stars in the limo ceiling, <laughs> saying that we in California, we here, we here, bugging the fuck out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was bugging out, he was bro. Like, we here. He lost we here. it, yo. He lost it. He he was 
out of it was he was living the out of body experience right there, bro. Hey man, he was he was juiced. He was juiced. Straight man. up, King. Was that the first time or the second time? The that first was time the second came. time. The first time it was me. Was it was me time. and Darren. Okay, so we went to my grandmother Pearl's house, and uh, she made some kind of pasta dish, man. Some kind of pasta dish, and it was hella good. Yeah. Um, but you were able to meet my father, and it was a it was a moment of. Uh, that I, I was happy to share with you because I had met your father. Yeah. And I had, I had not, no lie, man, I had not known too many other black uh, friends of mine that knew their father, that had a two-parent household. Like I said, you wouldn't have been able to tell that your parents ever split the day apart. I never knew that until today, tonight. But... I had never known I had that many that had a two-parent household, meaning their daddy and their moms are still together. You know what I mean? Type shit. Yeah. And um, so I was happy to, that you were able to meet him, man. Um, and and the reason I say I think about it a lot is because being a father, you you want to leave a good impression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you 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 want to be able to to at least say I did this, man. I want to ask you, Tay. I, first of all, I want to thank you for, for having that experience. Bro. Oh, man, shoot. Thank you, shoot. I wouldn't have been able to experience it if it wasn't for you. So I, I thank you for that shit. For real. <laughs> that was and then, coders, right? Bro, I, I, I mean, we, I, like like I said, we're going to, we're going to have another podcast, bro. We're going to, we're going to have, we're going to just like dive into those stories, man, because we got, I, we got stuff that I have people crying, laughing right now. Uh, no right? question. <laughs> but uh, uh, what, what is what is what are some of the things? Like I said, I, I want to you know leave this on a positive note. But so, what are some of the things that we should be looking as men, period, um, to leave behind? Whether it's for our family, whether it's for future generation what, what are some of the things that we should be looking in your opinion to leave behind as men I feel I feel that this our job our duty as black men to change the minds of those who look at us in a negative light I think it's our mm. responsibility you know what I mean like not saying that you gotta bend over backwards or kiss anybody's ass. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying as black men, we have to hold ourselves accountable, hold our heads high. You know what I mean? We have to walk as men, keep our heads high. Don't walk with your head down no matter what, because people will, will prejudge you in a negative way of thinking they, that they uh, can get one over on you. So always walk mm. with your head high, with your crown on and, and be respectful. You know what I mean? Uh, simple shit. Treat others like you want to be treated. You know what I mean? Be respectful to your elders. Look out for for our, our black queen, as well as other races and their queens and kings in all races. You know what I mean? We have to be the representation because there's too much negativity out here. And for whatever reason, it's targeted towards us to empty out the trash on. So we have to be the bigger men and show that we are positive individuals. We are 
not what the news try to depict us as. We are not what these racist folks try to depict us as. We are good standby citizens. We are, in reality, true Americans, if you really think about it. Because right. if you look at us, we are looked upon and even questioned within our own race as to why we as people don't retaliate when we've been received so much unfair treatment. You know what I'm saying? That right there is a character that we all share, that we are better people. So we need to, as black men, our responsibility is to carry that out, protect ours, protect our kids, protect our women, at the same time be respectful to others, and also don't let nobody pull nothing over on you. Exactly. Be smart. Facts. Be smart. Hey man, what to, is there anything you want to plug before we before we jump out of here? Or do you have anything you want to throw out there for where people can catch you or yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Y'all, yeah, them. y'all like like we said earlier, we got take flight. You know what I'm saying? I could be reached at take flight 101 on my Instagram, take flight on Facebook. You can email me at takeflight101 at gmail.com. Anything you got, any ideas you got, I'm available 24-7 a day. And also, got a uh, podcast coming in the future called Flight King. Stay tuned. Got many of uh, things coming, planned for the future on that. So, we'll keep you posted when that time comes. In due time, keep a lookout for Take Flight and Flight Kings. Coming soon. Yes, sir. Hey, man. Say, I I appreciate you coming on the show, man. We're going to be doing many more of these. And uh, like I said, man, it is an honor to know and have friends and brothers like you. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing, bro, because um, you you are definitely, obviously, on the right path, man. No doubt. And you too, brother. You do your thing, King. I'm loving this platform. Keep striving for greatness. Yet your seat already waiting for you. You on the right path getting there. I see it. I see it. I appreciate <laughs> looking, you, bro. I appreciate you for having me on here. You know what I mean? Hey, no. to the king. We're, we're going to be doing much, much more. So, everybody...